This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 460, Spotlight on Beauty and the Beast. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. We're talking about uh, the recent remake of Beauty and the Beast, the live-action version of the 1991 Disney classic uh, from the Disney Renaissance. I'm joined by Kelly Chapman and... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, didn't, I said what? your name for you. I'm sorry. What? I'm so sorry. What? Go How ahead. long have we been doing this podcast? A long time. Yeah. Four and a half years. Yeah. I always get to say my own name. Okay, what's your name? Well, you just ruined it. <laughs> you should have said spoiler or something. Okay. It's Kelly Chapman. Okay. And Joy's here, but I don't know if she wants to talk, so... No, okay. We're just going to say she's here and listening. Yes. She's an active listener in the podcast. And Zach's here... He's, He's passed asleep. out. We, uh, he did not come to the movie. We're in the car on the way home from, from the movie. So. so, what are your thoughts? Did you like the movie? I did like the movie. Was it better than the original? Oh, well, that's not... <laughs> you can't start with a question like that. That's a very How loaded question. How many remakes have you seen that are better than the original? I have know you seen any that are better than the original? Uh, Ben-Hur was better than the original Ben-Hur. Nobody has seen the original Ben-Hur. Uh, no, but everyone's seen the one that everyone knows. Not the remake, recent remake, but okay. the like actual original one. You know, as Charlton I asked Heston. the question, I was like, mm, remake of Rome. Shakespeare remakes are usually better. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ten Commandments okay, was done okay, twice okay. by the same guy. That doesn't... Okay. From like the 30s and the 50s. Well... Uh, there, uh, my point is, there, there have been. Usually they're not necessarily... I'm not sure you could remake an animated movie into a live action and have it be better, because you do lose some of the magic. You like, do lose some of the magic. I mean, obviously Disney makes live-action movies as well. They know what they're doing. Yeah. But I don't ever find them to be as magical. Like, there's just something about the magic of Disney animation. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me some Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> but is it really the same as a good old-fashioned animated film? I mean, maybe not. You're right. There are. I think when you put something like this... so. Well, I gotta say, so we watched the Honest trailer for the original Beauty and the Beast like a day or two ago. I kind of wish I hadn't watched it. It definitely made me think of things that I would not have usually have thought about. And then seeing the live-action version of the movie made those things much more in present in my mind. Like, certain ideas of just exactly what is alive in the in the uh, the castle um, made me have questioned some of that more. Um, than I originally did in the animated one because in the animated one it's all kind of fun and bright and I think that's one thing that was kind of lacking here is that it was very dark. It was overall a dark movie. It was very dark. Like um, April was saying, she's not here but I can say her thoughts. Yes. Uh, She was saying as we left the movie that even like the castle, the detail in the castle was so intricate and so beautiful but you couldn't see it because it was dark all the time. It wasn't until the very end Spoiler, when the castle becomes all light again. <laughs> Spoilers. When it's like, oh, that's really pretty, you know? So, Although, I mean, I think it was a very, the movie itself was dark, not like, oh, it's a dark movie, like, uh, themes, but like dark yeah. versus light. Although I do think that part of that is the fault of the fact that we're watching it with 3D glasses, which kind of does make everything darker. Uh, oh, let's just go off on that right now. Why does every movie have to be in 3D? Because they make more money. It was a fad. Avatar was amazing. Apparently, I didn't see it. (laughs) But, like, why do we have to watch everything in 3D now? Stop making 3D movies. We're all over it. 
Yeah. You want to charge more, just freaking charge more. Stop trying to make this a thing. Well, don't worry. They'll do that anyway. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, I know. <sighs> okay, rant over. Anyway, um, do you want to go I, into an example of what you were trying to talk about? Um, what was you, I talking about again? Well, I was just saying that the 3D deadens things in terms of the no, light. No, no, but I mean... I went off on my tangent and yes. you talked about 3D making it darker yep. you were saying things that you noticed because you watched the Honest trailer and you may not have noticed but this kind of brings them to light um, well kind of the well the idea of the Stockholm Syndrome I'd never really thought about it that way before okay that, you know she's his prisoner and then although I think they, they played it nice I think their relationship felt actually more authentic in this version than in the original. Oh, absolutely. Because in this, in this one, there's a little bit more reason. Uh, she makes the choice not to leave to save him. There's a bit more of a relationship developed. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's quite as quick. Uh, you do feel like more time passes. There's, you know, They have a shared interest in literature. Um, I, I like that you were able to do a little bit more. I mean, as we, I think what the movie is, what, 20, 40 minutes longer than the original? Um but I think in some of that, you do get more depth. Absolutely. Um, They've added in a reason for her to fall in love. They're like, hey, this is the only guy you've ever met that's read a book before. So <laughs> clearly, he's your soulmate. Absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, in all honesty, they do show a little bit more of, like, why she falls for him. Yeah. It's a little harder to do in, a, in an animated shorter oh, movie. Absolutely. So it was nice that they were able to add in some stuff and... We touched on this briefly before we started the podcast, but um, they added some backstory uh, for both of them, actually. We find out why Belle's mom's not in the picture, and we find out where Beast's parents were, and... And I thought both were superfluous. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think they... I mean, you never wondered where Belle's mom was. We never wondered, like, about this prince who lives in a castle all by himself and is kind of a dick. Well, one thing I did like is that in the narration, and I don't think it was in the original, was that they mentioned the fact that it wiped everyone's memories of who they were so that no one remembers that they're even there. Yes. And that was something they kind of pointed out in the Honest trailer was that this is a prince who's horrible at his job because he disappears and no one wonders where the prince is. And so here there's a there's a reason kind of woven into the, sto- into the opening narration so that you understand why no one cares where the prince is because no one remembers that the prince even exists. True. So, Although that brings up an interesting point to me. Which is? Uh, this Enchantress. Yeah. Which, when they said Enchantress, all I could think of was, like, the terrible villain from Suicide Squad. Yeah. Anyway. Um, she really stacked the deck against this poor guy. She's like, I'm going to turn you into a beast. And the only way you can become not a beast is if you find a woman to love you. Oh, but I'm going to wipe everyone's memories so they don't even know you exist. And in case that's not enough, I'm going to hide your castle. You know what else? I'm going to make it snow and be cold all the time. You know what? Let's throw in some wolves. <laughs> Try and find a woman. Like, really? Like, are you kidding me? But then she hangs out in the town square. Yeah, that was an interesting decision to make the enchantress like a townsperson. I saw it coming a little. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like a big reveal when that happened. But I thought that was kind of cool. Um, she is kind of a dick, though. Like, she legitimately was only there to curse him and then hang around until he realizes he can't, like, either he's cursed for life or 
someone comes along. That's why she's hanging around. Like, she's got to live somewhere, too. Why doesn't she curse some more people? Maybe not everyone, like, why doesn't Gaston get a nice old curse slap? Yeah, and it's interesting that the original... Maybe you can only have one curse at a time. (laughs) So now she's going to go curse someone else. The original one was very vague on time frame, and it was like, there's like one mention that it's in France, or besides the Beaujeu, uh, so obviously it is in I'm France. Sorry. Bonjour, bonjour, okay. No, but then he's like, after all, this is France. Like, it's part of the song. Well, that's what I mean, like, there's a comment there. Whereas this one felt like, like, before, the fact that you have a prince, and it, and it was kind of generic France, but the more they were like, we lived in Paris, I'm like, okay, well, whoa, 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 you, what about the monarchy, like... It just brought up more questions for me there that I didn't ever think of before and didn't need to think of, but it's because of certain choices. Like, the idea that they introduced the plague, I don't think that was necessary. Like, Why not? I want to know where Belle's mom went. Now I know. She died. It was tragic, but that's most Disney characters' backstories that a a parent has died. they, They were giving you more magic. And then when she goes back to that place and gets the rose and gives it to her dad, and then that's when he knows that, like, Beast is good or whatever and, like, believes in the magic. I don't know. Like, I I liked it. I didn't need that. And they tied in the rose. Yeah. A lot. Like, the rose, the connection to her mom with the rose. I thought that was cool. Don't you think it was a little on the nose that in in the castle, some of the clothing that they have ready for a female to wear just happens to be adorned with roses? Like, a few times she's, like, some of the things she's wearing while she's at the castle, she's wearing, like, a shirt and it's got roses all over it. Oh, I didn't notice. And, like, that's pretty on the nose for what's going on here. Well, it's a big castle. They got a lot of clothes. Yeah, but just as a a costuming decision, I just felt like, I get it, there's a magical rose. Having her wearing it, just, I I don't know. I thought. I don't know. I didn't notice, so I feel like it obviously wasn't that in your face. I guess. I guess. I do think it was necessary at the end to kind of have, like, quote-unquote, like, a death sequence for all of them as they turn into an inanimate objects. You thought it was necessary or I, I, I'm asking if you thought it was necessary. Uh, I don't know if it was either necessary or unnecessary, but I enjoyed it. Um, I just felt like it went Joy, on did to... did you like that? You don't have to say not... I didn't mind it. It was something different from the original. Yeah. I just felt it went on too long. Like, it was like... No, Maybe show us it. one or two of them, but it's just everyone, and we all Not know everyone. Just the characters we've grown to love, which is a lot of them, though. Well, so what? And you then wanna what? Skip Chip? And then of course, like, let's see Chip turn into a. Person. You have the harpsichord and his and his uh, his wife. And by the way, so again, something that the Honest trailer did is showing that the the wardrobe dropped off a thing and killed a guy. So in here, she jumps right, and I was like, is she actually gonna kill someone? Like flatten someone like she did in the uh, in the animated one. Thankfully, she didn't. But I, the, I honestly was like, oh my god, they're actually gonna do this. Oh, does the guy? Do we know he dies in the? No, but that was oh. the that. But that was the thing. Like, if you do it in, it's one thing if you do it in animation, someone having a wardrobe fall on them. Oh, okay. You don't think, oh, they're dead. Right, right, but, right. Like, but if, if you, you do that in live action, drop an anvil on someone. Well, exactly. It says acne on it. Like you know the person's not actually dead. <laughs> exactly. Got it. But if you do that in live action, you're like, well, that person's dead now. I get you. Like I there's you. certain things, certain suspensions of disbelief which just don't exist. Um, I, I thought it was interesting at the beginning, um, just when they have the original Disney logo comes up, that the castle you see is, is Bell's Ball. Well, I know, because we're going to Disneyland next month, and I'm like, I'm going there. And then I was like, oh, that's not the right castle. No. I thought that was a nice touch, though. Yeah, it was. That, that was something nice to um, see in, like, a, what, like, one of those little touches. Yeah, um, it definitely was. So, speaking of the beginning. Yes. Um, 
I didn't love the opening scene, which is the party. Yeah, it felt like a castle. scene out of Amadeus. Like it was yeah, horrible. Yeah, it was a little too. I get that the costumes are period and the makeup and the, the wigs. But I hated it. But I hated it. The weird makeup on his face and everything, yeah. and and also like the song wasn't even good. If you're no. gonna add a song, make it good. Yeah, you're Disney. You know, you know what a good song. Well, is. it's the same. It's the same uh, people from before, except for one of them who's dead. But oh, writing the music too, like you'd think it would have a little bit more of the same flavor. Yeah, I just I felt like it was a little out of place. And um, also, like, the actual scene where the Enchantress, all that stuff. Yeah. First of all, she kind of barged in. She did. She didn't, like, ring the doorbell and then, like, wait and be like, uh, she bar- in the well, storm. She kind of barged in. She barged in and turned off all the lights. <laughs> yeah, and then she was kind of scary. Yeah, she was creepy. Whereas in the original, it was, I mean, we see it in, what, stained glasses? Like, it's not, we don't see the actual yeah, sequence. Yeah, and they're not, like, in the middle of a big party with everyone watching. No, it felt a little awkward. Although I guess, in in one sense, you could say, like, ooh, these poor servants got cursed. Yeah. But in this case, they were there. They were watching. They stood by and, and let him turn away this old woman. Yeah. So, like, it sort of takes away their innocence. Like, maybe they let it happen. And then they sort of... Mrs. Potts says we let him become the person. Like, we stood back and watched yeah. while his dad turned him into the whatever, twisted something. I would have rather he... sort of give him a backstory and be like, it's cool, he's a dick, but it's his dad's fault. And Which is, then the, the servants kind of feel bad, like, ooh, it's kind of our fault too. When his mom died, we could have, I don't know, done something. Yeah. So I think that was kind of good. But yeah, that whole first sequence, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't know if I'm going to like this movie. And then it got better from there. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of the only scene I had a big complaint about. I have minor things that I didn't love. Yeah. And for me, it's sort of hard because I understand they have to change some stuff. Yeah. And add some things. If they didn't, we would be like, it's just the same movie over again. Absolutely. But I still have opinions on some of the things they did. Some of the songs had slight embellishments where they yeah. added in a few different lyrics here and there, and some of them were better yeah, than others. Yeah, the song. I thought that was okay. Yeah. Um, well, so can we actually, as we, I mean, songs are going to come up, but can we talk about the actual performances? Sure. So Emma Watson was... Fantastic. ...as the new Belle. Did you like her? Fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Only, and that was her voice, right? Like, she did fantastic with the she, singing. She did very well. The only thing is, like, I find her, like, cute and adorable, but saying she's, like, the most beautiful girl in the village... I don't know. You're not buying it? Well, yeah, no. did you see the other women in the village? They're is, pretty ugly. Yeah, they did no, turn like them they, up and, yeah. They were like, look at these dogs. <laughs> and then you're like, well, yeah, I guess Bella's the prettiest. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I just, not, nothing against Emma Watson. I think she's, like, very, I just, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, she's very cute and adorable. Yeah, and I think because she was Hermione Granger for so long that I still see her as a child. Yeah, you know, I, I guess Belle was fairly young, right? Like, yeah. She's not supposed to be that old. No, and I, I don't have that connection to her as Hermione because I didn't really watch all those movies. Yeah, so and you call yourself a nerd. I liked her in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah, she was good in that. I just Quite saw that last she's a week. Teenager. Yeah. Um, no, I thought she was very good. I liked her singing was good. I there's a few times where I felt like, and I know it's not her fault, but I felt like it was very clear that she's acting to stuff that wasn't actually there, and she was doing her best to kind of make certain expressions at things that are going to be animated later. Oh. And it felt a little like, well, like that's not. It didn't always feel as genuine, but it's impossible to do that right. So like, I, I don't did actually. Not find that. I didn't blame her for to it, but there was a few times, and I'm like. 
is she like what what is she trying to convey here and it, it's just hard and so I thought she did a very good job I, again I really was surprised by how much I kind of enjoyed her singing it's not quite she doesn't have as as lush a voice as you know the original and now I forget the person who did the original singing voice but she still did unforgettable but you just forgot her I as lush <laughs> the voice isn't as lush Cause her, just because her tone is, is a, it's a little thinner. Her thinner voice is thinner. She's not a trained singer. I like that singer. the songs, like, even the songs where the words and stuff were changed. Yeah. She changed some of the, um... The phrasing? Yeah. I don't, I'm not a music person. I'm going to use the wrong term. But some of the, um, uh, shoot, inflection, inflection oh, yeah. in her voice, like, she... Put more emphasis on different syllables. <laughs> you know? You know. Absolutely, I know. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool because even though the songs were the same, she kind of was like making them her own. You feel like I'm a judge on American Idol. You made it your own. <laughs> you were pitchy. No, don't say that. Uh, well, yeah. The- um, no, I thought she was really good. I was really happy with her choice. Um, I, The beginning, like... When she first starts singing, yeah. Oh my God, we're boring. We're boring. Joy, she's yawning. No, it's not. <laughs> it is pretty late. Um, when she walks out of the house, yeah. Immediately, I was like, "That's not her house. That's not where she lives." Oh no. Because she lived. They live kind of like outside of town. Yeah. And I guess it just works better for this kind of movie. But like, they put her house right in the middle of town. Yeah. I was like, "That's not where she lives." Didn't... Whose house are you in? <laughs> What would you think of Kevin Klein as uh, Crazy Old Maurice? Crazy Old Maurice, eh? Um, I liked him. I thought he I found him good. He looked younger than I thought he should be. I thought he was... The character, not the actor. I thought when he had the unkempt hair, he looked older. Yeah. And then when he was all, like, kind of, not prettied up, but when he when he came, when Agatha cared for him, and then yeah. he came back to town, he looked fine. Like, he looked young. Cleaned up. Yeah, looked, definitely. Well, fine. and in the end, when she was giving him the eye, and I was like, what's going on there? Yeah. Is this a thing? Speaking of that, we have to, we have to touch on it. On what? what the whole, we... like, huge controversy with this movie. Oh, it has a, the first Disney yes. character? Yes. Now, okay. I thought it was fine. I thought it was totally fine. Now, obviously, we're very liberal and we're pro everything. If I hadn't heard of it, and you and I probably wouldn't have thought of anything till the very end. When I saw the preview, yeah, definitely when he was singing the Gaston song, I was like, "Ooh, they're making this character gay." Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But I almost feel like they didn't need to say anything because it was <laughs> subtle enough. Yeah. That you get it. Or you don't. Definitely gay. Or you don't. And if you're someone who doesn't want to get it, because even you like, don't see what you don't want to see sometimes. Yeah. But I had read an article about it, and they talked to the director or whatever. I don't know whoever. And they had said something about the storyline and how he looks up to Gaston. He wants to be like him, but he kind of likes him. And you know, in the moment, in the end, there's this like really satisfying moment where you know. I called BS in that. It didn't feel satisfying. Yes. It felt like if I thought if, there if was going to be knew. a gay kiss. Yes. I'm fine that there wasn't. I kind of liked how they played it because almost like Lefou seemed surprised almost. <laughs> with all the controversy. Yes. And all the talk and the people boycotting their Disney vacations. Yeah. Which that chick's ridiculous because <laughs> she said she lost six grand by not going. Disney already has your money. It's not really a good form of protest. Nope. 
They're not going to notice one less person in Disney. Anyway, um, I thought it was subtle enough. I just, because of all the hype beforehand, I expected more. Yeah. I was, it was good. I was fine with it. Um, I liked the little nod at the end. Yeah. It made me laugh because I'm like, there's a, there, there are, like, what is it, Alabama? There's a place that's not going to run this movie because of a scene that's literally yeah. less than, like, a second. Well, there's a country that's not going to show it, too. It's crazy to me. They asked like, Disney to edit it so they could show it, and Disney was like, no. Like, it's, although, really, the scene where, and I don't even think it necessarily even confirms that he's gay. It just kind of, he's he suddenly curious. dancing with this other guy, and he looks surprised. But like yeah. okay with it But like it's so It's so blink And you miss it If you didn't know yeah. That that's what they were doing well, You would have no idea Like Joy Did you know about this About this About LeFou I did hear about oh, it Oh you did yeah. hear about but it But I didn't okay. think It was a big deal No Because no, it's so you know underplayed what? Here's what I will say I'm actually happy That they came out In front of the story And said We are having a gay character This is what's going on Yeah Because as I was just saying Sometimes when you don't Want to see something You won't see it And they could have Easily kept the movie As is not said a word about it and not confirmed either way and just been like oh if, maybe if that's what you think like it's your interpretation this guy's french <laughs> just we have to get a shamrock shake so i was just being reminded that i was about to drive past the mcdonald's and not get my poor sad husband a shamrock shake i mean it is st patrick's it's day it's st patrick's day and he needs one and like that we're gonna take a break welcome back to the canonic shenanigans podcast when we left you, we were pulling into McDonald's to get a shamrock shake. Uh, I realized after we said that, do they have shamrock shakes everywhere? I believe is this so. like a global thing? I, I think like they at least... sitting at home being like, I don't know what this shamrock shake is? I'm pretty sure they have them in the States. Okay, so... I'm pretty sure that we wouldn't have... you live under a rock. Yes. Um, it's <laughs> a green, delicious milkshake that they have for St. Patrick's Day, which it was when we were recording. Uh, I say was because it's now fast forward uh, three days later because we had our, you know what, we had a little bit of a drama. Um, we went to get the Shamrock Shake and they didn't have any at that location, which is ridiculous. So we had to go to a different McDonald's and then we didn't want to finish the podcast while there was milkshakes and McFlurries being had. And then we got home and had to put the kid to bed because uh, he was sleeping in the car and then we just got busy with life, and um, frankly, I forgot that we hadn't finished the podcast, and Adam was too polite to remind you. <laughs> For once, I was too polite. Yeah, normally, can we do the podcast? Can we do the podcast? Can we do the podcast? That's probably why podcast? I didn't say it. Just saying. <laughs> um, anyway, so it is now three days later. There are no milkshakes, but we would like to wrap up what we've said. About this podcast, about also, this movie. It also gave more time for the movie to settle in a little Yeah, bit. so I apologize if we do repeat anything. I, I feel like I remember what we said, but I don't know. I was very tired also, and I was driving, so. I will say that we were just talking about the whole gay issue. Not issue, that's not the right word, but the, the having a gay character. And I think my last point was that I'm happy that Disney owned up to it and said, yes, we are having a gay character. He's gay. He's here, he's queer, deal with it. Yeah. Um, but someone was telling me on the weekend after this that they actually some uh, like LGBTQ groups were kind of mad that they, oh, this is it? Like they wanted them to do more. Oh. It's like you really can't win with people, you know? Like, no. Have a gay character. Have a gayer character. <laughs> Don't have a gay character. Like it, 
I just feel like you can't win. Um, but either way, I felt like it was subtle. I felt like they could have pushed the envelope a little more. But either way, it's there. So I'm happy. And uh, I think it was tastefully done. I agree. It's I a, thought from all the hype there was going to be a gay kid. I thought so, too. So I, was um, for that. I will say something I read online is that I guess this was the first Disney movie to f- f- feature an interracial kiss as well. Um, the uh, the opera singer, yeah, and uh, and the piano with the guy who plays. The piano. And I, when they kissed, I thought, oh, here we go, we got the interracial kiss. Where's the gay kiss? Like, oh, I, really? I didn't even didn't even phase me. I didn't even think about it at all. It was only when I was reading the article later. I was like, I forgot it was I even noticed, there. Like, but was I was so, I didn't know it was the first time. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that either. So but, that. Okay, are they talking about, like, live-action movies? I don't know. So I'm pretty sure Pocahontas and John Smith kiss. Don't they kiss? I, I, do they kiss? definitely not the same race. No, I guess that's a good point. I guess maybe they're thinking live-action. Maybe. It has to be, because... I guess so. I have no idea. I but feel like they kiss. I read the article, but now I, I can't I feel like they're different races. I, you're right. I guess they, they must kiss. It's, a, it's supposed to be a love story. Pocahontas, I mean... So, anyways, that's something that's in here, which again is, is apparently like a thing. It's like the it's a it's a you know kind of a, a first for Disney, yeah. and it's kind of nice that they're doing stuff like that. I I like it that I didn't even notice, and so it didn't take me out of anything. Yeah. It, it just I did think those characters took me out a little because any characters who aren't in the original do take me out a little. Obviously, like the she was, but, she was, but not as like an opera singer or not as like a but singer. Didn't she kind of like. Ah! Like yeah. she had a little bit of that. I guess so it's they, not a huge stretch. No, I guess but not. But you're right. He was new. Um, I try to think. I really like the guy who played Gaston. I thought, at first I wasn't sure. He yep. grew on me because at first I'm like, he doesn't quite look big enough. But he played it with such a swagger that Gaston needs that you tell he's a villain. But it's at the same time, you, almost, it's, you have to be able to sing along, right? Because even though he's a villain, if you think about all the Disney villains who have songs, Gaston's is the most exciting and rousing that you want to sing along with. Because if you think about it, like, think about villains who have songs. Uh, who? Doesn't Ursula have a song? Poor Unfortunate Souls. Okay, it's a little bit I singable. Love singing along it's to that. singable, but it's, she's like detestable, and it's about her being like kind of mean and evil. I'll save you from my singing. <laughs> Who else you got though? Like um, Pocahontas has uh, what's his name? Who's mine, mine, mine? Oh no! Hunchback it. has uh, the judge who's all singing about hellfire. Like these are bad people. Corella Deville has the puppy song. Is she singing, or is they singing about her? Oh, they're singing about her, and they're singing bad things. But it's still a good song. Oh, it's a great song. That's my point. Like this is one of the only ones where you can actually like I'm, even I'm Scar hot. has "Be Prepared," which oh, is a good, a good song. song. It's a good song, but it's about him being evil and trying to kill his brother. So yeah. this is all about bad things. Be prepared. Well, prepared for what? For the death of the king. <laughs> Why is he sick? No fools. We're gonna kill him. Yeah. No king. No king. La la. Fools. I will be king. But you said. Anyway, I Got messed it. that up. Stick with I might me, have and you'll never go hungry again. I added an extra fools. I think and you I might have up some of the lines. It's okay. I forgive it. It was on demand. I could do better if I had time. <laughs> My point is... We should do conference song on demand. It's about him being bad. Don't point at me. I'm just... <laughs> the listeners but, can't see you pointing at me like, whereas, stop. What a, nothing in the Gaston song necessarily says he's a bad person. Maybe a little bit conceited, but otherwise it's kind of a celebration of yes. this guy. However, we don't know he's a bad person. Well, we know he's a sexist. Yeah, but lots of people are. Is that really his only flaw, actually? No, listen, I'm not saying he's not a bad guy. I'm saying at that point in the, in the show, movie, yeah. whatever, we don't know he's a 
bad guy. We just think that we don't like him. I suppose. But right? it's still interesting. In of, this one, yes. he is a bad guy. He tries to kill um, yeah, crazy old Maurice. They definitely like, push him a little him, further. Not just put him in a loony bin. I did think that was a weird thing to add because I, don't, I didn't think it actually I think added it was anything. necessary at all. No, because what did it add? Because it almost made me wonder, how do they let Gaston get his way out of this? Because, like, Agatha helped, like, rescued him. They have, like, a witness saying he was tied up, and yet that's yeah, not enough to convince people. Yeah, Agatha. She's a crazy old witch. But it, they didn't even build that up enough, because, like, we got the idea that she's kind of a spinster, but that's about it. Like, there was no real reason yeah, to not believe they her. they said earlier in the movie, you know what happens to spinsters. Yeah. Like, think about this. Think about the time of the movie. True. Gaston is very right that if Belle doesn't marry someone, she's going to be a spinster, and when her dad dies, no one's taking care of her. True. Like, women can't work. How's she going to earn a living? How could she afford her books? Well, it's a library. You don't have to pay. I did like that the library only had like five books. That makes sense because then like her face when she like goes yeah. to Beast's library like is like, what? Oh my God. That was a great, like I never thought of that because then there were tons of books at the library. Because it was like a bookstore. Yeah. It wasn't a library so this much. This made actually a lot this more was, sense for the time period. makes sense because they're like, they don't read. Well, and they kind of mention the fact that, you know, and LeFou when he sings the song about Gaston. Oh my God. Which G- is a great addition. A-S-T... G A S T. I just realized I've never had to spell it out loud, and I'm illiterate. <laughs> that was really fun. Gaston. Like I like the Gaston number in general. Yeah, no, right? in general, I was a little bit like, "Ooh, they're changing the words," but overall, I was okay with it. See, it's interesting when I see stuff like that. It's like uh, this is my like. Okay, I love Les Mis, the original 995 concert recording. That was what I was raised on. That's what I really loved. So you want to do confrontation song right now? No. But then 15 years later, they did a 25th anniversary, and they had updated some of the lyrics and slightly juggled things, so they were slightly different. So when I try and watch it and listen to the songs, I want to sing along because it's just what you're kind of trained to do. And then I can't because they changed the words. That's kind of how I felt about this. I like some of the changes, but it's still weird when the words aren't quite what you remember them being because they've just adjusted them slightly. It's a little, it takes you out for a bit, from it a bit. Yeah. And I, I was surprised they didn't use the song. I went to a Bad Religion concert a couple of years ago. And they changed some of the lyrics because their songs are like 20 years old now. So mm. they updated some of them. But they changed the, the the references to be more current. Yeah, they changed Madonna to Rihanna. So that's funny. Makes sense. That works. Um, I was surprised. I, I heard, and again, I haven't had a chance to check this, that some of the songs from the musical migrated into the movie. I think I already mentioned that on the podcast. I was surprised. The one song I know from the musical, Home, did not make it over. And I was just surprised by that. And some of the songs were brand new for this. We didn't like the musical, though. No? Well, not the version we saw. I mean, the songs in general. Listen, the version we saw in Disneyland, Disney World. Yes. Like the condensed version. Amazing. Yes. But like the actual musical production that came to Toronto a few years ago. That felt low budget, though. It shouldn't have been. It was in a big, classy theater. Yeah. Um, It didn't feel magical at all. I was like, this, what am I, this isn't magic. No. Um, So that was unfortunate because I, I mean, the Lion King musical is amazing. Mm -hmm. Other musicals have been good. This one just wasn't that good. So one song I really liked that was an addition, and I believe it's brand new, is the song that Kevin Klein actually sang as the dad. Very briefly, he he sings a little bit of a song when he's putting things together. That I really liked. Oh, that was good. I liked that. And it wasn't too long. No, it was really short, and it was just a nice, nice, quiet moment. And considering you don't really get much time with Maurice at all, so I thought that was a little bit of a nice touch. I still don't know how I feel about the, the background with the plague. I'm still having a rough time oh, trying yeah. to get over that. I don't mind it. I, you know what part I didn't like? When she's doing the laundry and then she's teaching the girl to read? Yeah. 
And they're like, we have to do something about it. And I guess they like knock over her laundry. That, the but, editing was really bad. It was very choppy. Like it was very choppy and almost to the point you're like, did that just happen? Yeah. Wait, what happened? Was it supposed to happen this way? Like, And then I was like, I feel like someone in editing kind of messed up. Hmm. Because I feel like I I knew I know what happened, but only because I'm like, I think that just it was very choppy for yes. a movie that's not choppy. No, um, you're right. And then when LeFou went to Gaston, I was like, there's damsel in stress. I'm like, oh, maybe they're going back to that. And that's why it was like just a preview of yeah. it. And then they didn't. They just went to her house, it's which weird. again is in the center of town and shouldn't be. <laughs> shouldn't be there. She doesn't live in the center of town. She no. lives out of town, village. Yeah. Out of village. So Gaston felt right overall? Yeah, overall. I love that I go on a tangent and you're trying to pull me back constantly. You're like, <laughs> we were talking about Gaston. We were talking about Gaston. <laughs> it's like you have a script and I'm veering. It's, I'm uh, off script. Uh, I did like the actor. Gaston felt good. He was likable enough in the beginning and then... Douchey enough detest- at the end? Detest- detestable. Detestable's right. Detestable. Yeah. Um, he was actually better as a singer than I gave credit for at the beginning. Like I, I actually thought the musical performances were pretty solid. Oh, they were fantastic. Uh, I Bell wasn't like did have the thinnest voice, but she made it work. Yeah, it like worked. like the original prefer, Bell had a bigger voice. I prefer that. Well, it's okay, but here's the thing: I, when you're making an animated movie, you can just pick the best singer. Yes. When you're making a live action, you have to pick the acting over the singing. Correct. And then you can do that weird thing where it's a different voice, and then we're all like, oh, that's not her voice. Hmm. So I think they, it was the best of both, like, the compromise, where they yeah. got someone who could sing, but could really act. And someone um, who really likes the character. A movie the- I really love that you know I love is a Center Stage. Mm-hmm. And they talked about when they cast that movie... Instead of looking for actors who could dance, they looked for dancers who could act. Mm. So that's how they ended up with like some a bunch of unknowns in most of the lead roles. Um, although what's her name did go on to become quite famous. Zoe Zaldana. Yeah, um, a lot of the other main actresses were dancers, mm. not singer, not singers. No, not singers, not actors. So they cast dancers who could act, not actors who could dance. Mm. And I think that's what you have to do in this case. In an animated movie, you can cast a singer who also does voice work. Mm. But in the live action, you have to cast an actor first. I agree. Completely. Okay. One thing I thought was interesting, one of the scenes in Bell Sings, and I don't think I ever made the connection in the the animated version because everything looks different when it's animated as opposed to real. But when they have her singing her opening song and she's doing the kind of reprise and she has like a Sound of Music-esque moment, Mm -hmm. that... Like felt like I, I know that's in the original, like where she's out in the, like on the countryside singing. But yeah. I never made the sound of music kind of connection there. But the minute they showed the hills and she's running out to sing in her, like her blue dress, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is sound of music. Like what yeah. am I what am I watching right now? Like, You're watching sound of music. Well, some things just feel different when you see them in live action, and I think yeah, that's, what sure. that's what this was. Um, I'm trying to think other uh, some of the other acting moments. So, what do you think of the Beast? What do you think of his voice? Good. It took me a minute to get used to it, but okay. I don't know. At first, I wasn't sure, um, but then as he kind of kept on going, and I actually liked his singing voice, and uh, he was it practical makeup or is it CG on the on the beast? I don't know. Why are you asking me I'm questions? It, it Who was do a, you think is on this podcast it was, right now? It was a good look, though. I thought they did, did a good job Who of kind of making on this podcast. They did a, did a good job of making the visual kind of fit what you what you think of. Yes, I did. Like at the end, I was laughing. Because she's like, what do you think about growing a beard? And I was like, that's kind of hilarious. Like, she liked you when you were hairier. 
Like, that was really funny. Yeah. I thought. Absolutely. Um, did we get the classic, do I still have to sleep in the cupboard, Mama? No. Because that's one of my favorite lines. I know. I, don't, I think that they took I that I think they, they excised that. That's okay. I mean, like I said, I think in the beginning of the podcast, um, like I said three days ago, <laughs> uh, obviously they have to change stuff or you're just like, this is the same movie. I've already seen this. Yeah. And I think they changed the right amount. Hmm. I think there were some changes I wouldn't have made, but not any that I was like, you ruined the movie. So I think that's probably the right amount. How does Chip control his, the, the saucer he's on? Because he kept moving with the saucer. That's the other thing I was going to say. I don't know the answer to that. I okay. think maybe he uses the force. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll let that one go. The, the, his mustache tickles mama wasn't in the movie. No. But it was in the preview. Was it? Yeah. I'm oh. sure of it. I have to check that. I'm going to check it. Because did he ever drink? No. From, but she did. She did. He didn't. Interesting. But I'm sure I saw his mustache tickles mama. Are you just? Are you sure you're just not thinking of the original movie and then the, the honest trailer having that moment and mentioning know. how it's a little weird because it's like this little boy being like this man's mustache is tickling. Yeah, him. I might have. <laughs> Either way, the moment should have been in there. That's a classic line. It is a classic line. It took away all Chip's classic lines. <laughs> the Chip has. I'm offended, but yes, <laughs> two classic lines. Okay. Do I still have to cle- sleep in the cupboard? Okay. And that tickles Mama, or okay. his mustache tickles Mama. Yeah. Also, I feel like. They didn't, uh... Off they to didn't, bed, Chip? No, um... What? Oh, when oh, he's up during the... Yeah. I mean, they still had his other classic, um... When Are we using classic kind of liberally here? <laughs> a little, but it's... I could be using epic liberally. Okay. You don't like that. No, I don't. Everything is epic. Yes. Everything is epic. Don't make that Everything happen. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, his other classic line that they did keep in mm-hmm. was... When they're singing, there's something here that wasn't there before. And yeah. he's like, what's there, Mama? Okay. Like, I'll tell you when you're older, Chip. Yeah, that's true. But then they added, I'm older now. Oh, yeah. That's cute. That is cute. Um, the other th- character I think that got taken away from a little was the dog. Yes. You don't really, the dog doesn't get as much. No. And they didn't pete the pooch. No, they didn't. I didn't like uh, Lumiere's girlfriend. Oh, Plumette? Yeah. She was okay. I didn't care much for it. I felt like it was more of an expanded role for Plumette. And I yeah, didn't because care. she wasn't a girlfriend before she was a fling. Yeah, and now he's like his love. But they made it like they, everyone had more love. There was more love and relationships in this one than there was. True. Oh, absolutely. In the original. Now, what would you think of uh, Ian McKellen as Cogsworth? Okay, hold on. I'm going to go back to that. Okay. What were we talking about? Love and relationships? Pete the Pooch. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I also thought it was strange. That they made giving her a bedroom Lumiere's idea. Mm. Because in the original, it's Beast's idea. Yeah. He's like, you really want to live in the tower? True. But in this way, it was like, reluctantly, he's letting her have a nice room. I was surprised she didn't actually try to get out the window. Like, She was going to. I know, but then they didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Like, I really thought they were going to do something with that. Because in the original one, doesn't he try to, doesn't she try to leave or something? And she he does gets, leave. Yeah, and he gets pissed off. She does leave. In both movies, she runs away. Yeah. But he kind of asked, like, asked her to leave in this one, didn't he? Didn't he? No, 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 no. You're messing things up. Okay, what am I... Let me explain for you. Please do. She was going to go out the window. Yes. We're talking about this movie. Okay. She was going to go out the window. Yes. And then Mrs. Potts comes in, and she's like, that's a long journey. Let me give you some tea first. Okay. And then she's like, okay, let's go have dinner. 
She has dinner. Yeah. Be our guest. Be our guest. But yeah. France. Be our guest. <laughs> Thank you. She eats dinner. Yes. Then she's like, okay, I'm going to bed. And like wanders over to the West Wing. Oh. That's when he yells at her and she runs away. Gotcha. And then the wolves. And then okay. she comes back because she has to take care of him because she didn't just leave him to the wolves. Yes. In the original, it's the same idea. Okay. She does run away. She just didn't end up going out the window. She went out the front door. Okay. Gotcha. Why doesn't she try and run away again the next day? I don't know. Maybe she's scared of those wolves. Well, who aren't a problem later when she yes. goes home. When he's like, you have to go back to your father. Go to him. There's no time. And she literally like rides off in her beautiful ball gown. Right? That weird. was so weird. And I'm like, what about the wolves? What about the wolves? Does yeah. nobody care about the in wolves? In the middle of the movie, you're turning over to me like, what about the wolves? I know. I feel like that would have been a crazy turn to take with the movies where the wolves eat Belle. <laughs> movie over. It's a different movie. It's a totally different movie. I don't Life think, lesson, though. Don't take children to that one. No, but I mean, also don't take children to this one. Like little kids. Yeah. Well, what age group would you say is okay? I don't know, but like... Because I saw like a little kid. Ten, good. Yeah. Five, not good. No? I don't know where in between. I Seven? Would... Like we, we have a nephew. Okay. I... Like he's, he's, seen, he's seen Star Wars Force Awakens. So he could probably like, see Beauty and the Beast. I feel like you interrupted me. Okay. I feel like 10 is old enough. Okay. I feel like 5 is too young. Okay. I don't know where in between the line is. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. I also feel like there's a big difference between taking kids on a Saturday afternoon to a movie than taking them to opening night. Absolutely. So I feel like, again... I'm not judging other parents. It's your life. Do what you got to do. But I feel like if your kid is out, and we're talking about like a five-year-old, not a 10-year-old at this point. Yeah. If your five-year-old is out on a Friday night at 10 o'clock at the movies, that's weird. Like your kid should be in bed or at least at home getting ready to go to bed or whatever. Yeah. Um, Again, I don't care. It's your kid. Do what you want to do. Yeah. But I don't know exactly where I fall and every kid's different. Yeah. Um, some kids are more mature. Some kids are less scared of movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that would have scared Zach. It's a very dark movie too. It is. And yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. I haven't don't, My kid's three and a half. He's too young. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter. Question. Um, oh, sorry. He Go already on. thinks he saw the movie anyway. <laughs> he, well, because he did. Because he watched the animated one and then showed him the trailer for the new one. And he said, I already watched that mummy. <laughs> Which is funny. Hilarious, but now he... Did. I um, saw someone online saying that the, to them, like, so they're looking at the new Cogsworth, the, de- the design, and they said that the design for the live-action Cogsworth reminded him of Cogsworth from the animated version, at, uh, added uh, a bit of Michael Bay's Transformers to it, and then he came up with this, in terms of like oh. how overly complicated the design looks. Oh. And I was like, maybe, but it still looks authentic. Oh, and speaking of Michael Bay. Yes. There's a new Transformers movie? Yeah, we saw the trailers before the show. So that's for a brand new trailer for The Last Night. Yes. Um, and I will repeat what I said to you. Which was? On the one hand, like, don't, I don't need another Transformers movie. But on the other hand, like, I'm glad Mark Wahlberg's still getting work. <laughs> I enjoy him. I'm not going to see the movie. No. But I enjoy him. It's funny. But then the Pirates trailer came on for the new Pirates movie, and I'm like, just stop. Just stop. Well, 
how else is Johnny Depp going to pay for his divorce? <laughs> yeah, that's my joke that you're stealing. I am. Um, actually, it's funny. So you said that about Transformers, and um, the other side of me was your sister. And your sister was like, I'm really happy that they didn't overly sexualize that girl. I thought that's what was going to happen. Oh, the Transformers girl? Yeah. She was like a kid. She's like a kid. Do you think it'll happen? No. Oh, okay. But, that, but that's what April was impressed by, that yeah. in the trailer that they were playing up her being like a they're badass. They're not like, this is a, this is a baby Megan Fox. No, they're, they're like, like, this, this is, is a girl a who's like a badass girl. girl. Well, that part of it I think is cool. I'm still not going to see it. No. Um, I will for this podcast because I saw the last stay one. Stay tuned for that, boys and girls. Oh, yeah. Me and Chris Lucas, see if he falls asleep. That's what we do with movies. Oh, I know. We check to see if he, if he falls asleep. I do feel... I mean, our fans can write in and tell me whether or not they agree, but I feel like any episode I'm on of this podcast is immediately better. Hashtag needs Mark Kelly. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Fair enough. But uh, <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to Power Rangers next week no. just so that I can be on the podcast. That's okay. So quick hits. Ian McKellen. Back on, on I didn't realize here. it was Ian McKellen. No? Until it was him. Yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's who that is. Um, he, he did a good job good. of playing Cogsworth because he kind of can convey that kind of stodgy yep. old man. Agreed. Um, Ian, uh, sorry, Ian McGregor as uh, as Lumiere. Who? Ian McGregor. You said Ian McGregor. I did. Ewan and then McGregor. you thought we wouldn't notice. Yes. Hear that, people? He thought you wouldn't notice. Ian McGregor. Please write us and tell Ewan Adam. Ian McGregor. I... Trainspotting 2 just came out and oh, we also have this. I don't want to watch that. Okay. Ian McGregor. He was Lumiere. Oh, no, I got it. Iconic role by one of your favorites. Again. Lenny Briscoe. Oh, Lenny Briscoe. Yeah. That's not his name. I know. Jerry Orbach. I love Jerry Orbach. Yes, you do. I forgot that's who it was. Yeah. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Nope. <laughs> or Bell in a corner. Jerry Orbach puts baby in a corner. Yes, he does. Um, oh. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed it. Again, I didn't know who it was. I don't pay... They're animated characters. I don't know who's voicing them until the end. Well, they kind of look like them. Yeah, now that you say that. I I thought that he... You know when we go to an animated movie like Lego Batman, which we didn't podcast about? No, it was too far after the movie had come out. Oh, cool. (laughs) Anyway, um, when we didn't podcast about that, when we saw that movie, at the end... Like, when they roll the credits, I'm going, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh. And you're just going, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that. No, I knew that, too. I'm so right. smart. I knew all of that. Or I read it before we went. Whatever. Actually, I think you ducked out of the movie right after it ended, but they had... Because nice, I had to pee. They had, yes. Wait, which movie? This one. Oh, I had to pee at it. They had nice shots of... Um, I drink a lot of liquid during <laughs> movies, and then the last 20 minutes, I'm like, I don't care what happens, I just have to go. At the end of the movie, they had a nice kind of cast shots of like they're, they're still moving, and like so it's almost like a motion poster where you'd have like a side and then kind of turn to the, the camera and they're kind of making like a smirk or whatever. It was a nice little like this is who each like a Harry Potter was. live photo. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's right, everyone. Adam doesn't know Harry Potter. Anyway, so you and McGregor send your hate mail to comic shenanigans at gmail dot com. Correct. You got that right. I know. Uh, it's been long enough. Emma Thompson. Episode 384 or whatever we are. Emma Thompson. Am I close? No. 376. Like 460. 476. No. Okay. <laughs> when you edit this, go back and put in the right number. Oh, I'm not editing In it. my voice. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is all first run. That's it. Excellent. Um, Emma, Emma, I just said her name. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Emma. Hermione. Nope. Not Emma Watson. Um, oh. oh, old Emma. Emma. Old Emma. Now I forgot her name. Yep. I just said it Thompson. too. Thompson. Emma Thompson, yes. So she was Mrs. Spots. Yep. I don't. I don't um, know. It's really hard though because you're like Angela Lansbury. Right? Angela Lansbury is still you. like better. I know. I was like trying to like. It felt like she was doing her Angela Lansbury. Like it didn't feel yeah. like it was she was doing Emma Thompson. I liked her, but it's not the same. No, it's not. Any other cast members you want to point out? Shut that you, up. That you enjoyed? Uh, there was a, a few well, other we incidentals. we didn't talk about Josh Gad except for the gay thing. Uh, yeah, I think he did fine. LeFou is not a real role, generally. I think he gave more personality to LeFou than LeFou's ever had. Because LeFou's very much, like, just a stooge. He's just kind of there to prop up Gaston, who's never really, never really does anything. Yeah. Here, he definitely had more personality, and he felt like he was a bit more of a partner, as opposed yeah. to just being a stooge, or a toady. Yep. No, I enjoyed him a lot. And I, thought, um, I liked his relationship, and I, I guess they've, they've said it a lot of places where uh, LeFou's the type of guy who one day... You know, he wants to be Gaston, and the other day he wants to kiss Gaston. And I'm like, yeah. I can kind of buy that. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was good. I enjoyed his acting, I enjoyed his singing. And when it makes we sense. I originally saw the preview, mm-hmm. I did think that the song, the, um, the Gaston song, he yeah. was too flamboyant. I did think he was too flamboyant. But then when I saw it in the movie as the whole scene, I didn't feel the same way. So I don't know if it just caught me off guard. It feels very Broadway. Um, like it feels like you're well, like, like he's playing I said to the about back. him being gay. I don't care if he's gay. Be as gay as you want to be. Kiss kiss all the boys. Yeah. But I just felt like the flamboyancy was a little over the top, especially because his best friend is such a guy's guy narcissist that I don't know that he would hang out with a flamboyant. I don't think he'd notice because he's so into himself. Like maybe he he do, really doesn't care about anyone but himself and he just likes hearing about himself and that's really all that matters to Gaston like they have that great moment where he's just looking in the mirror right like that mm-hmm. he sells it well because you buy that this guy legitimately could care less he he thinks that he's the most beautiful thing and it's all that matters I did like the idea that they kind of gave him more of a background as being a soldier uh, as opposed to just being a huntsman like guy yeah. like a big man around town now he actually has kind of like you at that point in historic like historical friends you would think that the soldier this guy who fought in a war would be the highly decorated someone that everyone would respect and love yeah. as opposed to just being you know the big I game hunter things. around town yeah. yeah which is all he really was in the original so i thought that backstory and giving him a little bit more of a uh, of an outfit because yeah. he kind of had his his uh his long coat and i thought that was a nice look yeah and I thought the cinematography was really nice, too. And I can't remember if I mentioned this in the first part, but I really like that even in the opening credits logo for Disney, you have the different castle as opposed to the traditional Disney yes. castle. I enjoyed that. I did enjoy it. Yes. Until it led to you oh, yes. watching YouTube videos of how the logo has changed and been variated. Variated. Varied. Varied, thank you. Over time. Yes. Which I did not enjoy and then Zach really liked the video and made you watch it a second time. <laughs> you did not. And then you moved on to other logos. And I, I that's not and I... my favorite afternoon. <laughs> However, <laughs> if we had recorded this section of the podcast Friday, I would be saying I enjoyed it. So okay. let's go with that. Fair enough. Final thoughts. Um, I give it an eight. An eight? Yeah. Sounds familiar. Do I give everything eights? No, I give everything eights. Oh, yeah, you do. I thought that was a commentary yeah, on me. Yeah, I give it an 8.25. Okay. It was good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it was 8.25. I'm sorry, what? I don't know. <laughs> That's not a real thing. 
Listen, I thought it's it was my great. podcast. I can do what I want. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> you did name the podcast. Yes. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really enjoyable. I Sarah did, and I named the podcast. Did it need to happen? No, but it, I, I, I thought they did a good job. It was very faithful, and I think at the did end the of the day... Did the movie need to happen? No. Oh, is that what you were saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... It's inevitable that they're they're kind of doing this. They're redoing all their their greatest yes. hits right now. I Can't we never wait for the new Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. No, <laughs> anyway, we're not redoing that. No. What? We, no, we never saw Jungle Book. We never saw Cinderella. So this is kind of our first of the. No, I feel like I didn't want to see Jungle Book. Why not? I don't know, but I, I would watch it. I didn't want to go to the theater. Cinderella didn't feel like it was going to give me anything new. Cinderella, I would see. I'm excited for the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Are they, um, is Disney doing one? Think, yeah, they're doing... Because there's the another one. Little Mermaid that's non-Disney, so it's hard to know which one. Oh, which. no, no, they're doing an actual Little Mermaid. Okay, I know Lion King they're working on. Um, that I don't I know. I find Little Mermaid, like, how do you make a live action with a mermaid and, like, a bunch of singing fish? Like, I feel like it's... Yeah. ...easier to make dishes sing and dance than it is fish. I don't know, maybe is being fishes there... <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I well, feel like really, it's, it's a singing crab, not as much the singing fish. But under the sea, everybody's singing. Everyone's singing. How are you going to do that? Yeah, I don't I know. I feel like it'll be campy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know what? It could work. I mean, if you blend, like, kind of the visuals of, like, a Pixar movie, like Finding Nemo, Finding Dory. But then it's an animated. With the live action aspect of... Because the thing with Beauty and the Beast is, like, dishes don't have faces. No. So, like, you can make them swirl around and stuff. True. But, like, it's harder to make fish yes. be look animated real. without being animated. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, real fish. You wanted to look like dancing. real fish. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, I saw Splash, and uh, yeah. she was a mermaid. She was. Daryl Hannah. Yeah. And Tom Hanks. Yes. He wasn't the mermaid, Pretty though. sure Daryl Hannah just got top billing over Tom Hanks. She, she, well, she was the mermaid. You were talking about mermaids. Oh, I see. I thought you were just like, I think your point wasn't. I think your point wasn't, I saw the movie Splash on its own. I think you were saying, I've seen the movie Splash because there's a mermaid in it. No, what I'm just saying, like, that was a live-action mermaid. Yes, it was. And that was like 30 years ago. They didn't show her underwater. No. Well, they showed her in a tank. That's yeah. like underwater. So, there, so that's coming up. Splash. Okay, they'll put that on the PVR. <laughs> That'd be on our list. Okay, why not? Okay. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it's, it since I was a kid. I haven't seen that since How I was a kid. How old is that movie? Like 30 years old. Oh, I mean, I haven't seen it. Am I dating myself? No, that's fine. Do kids know that movie? Kids. Who's kids. listening to this podcast? Kids. I don't know if it's kids. Okay, well, I don't know if there's like maybe some 25-year-old being like, what is this movie I've never heard of? People know Splash, though. They've heard of do it. They? Yeah, I think that's more in the I'm zeitgeist. I'm going to ask one of my 25-year-old friends at work. You have one? I do. Okay. I have one. Okay. Say, have you ever heard of this movie called Splash? Yeah, but she's not a great subset. <laughs> okay, then. She. You're disallowing it. I don't know. I just wonder. So we have more of these Disney remakes on the way. You didn't give it a ranking. I'm going to give it an 8. Copycat. No, you give it an 8.25. I'm not copying that. Yeah, I did. I thought Um, it was great. I I I really enjoyed it. It was was a little dark, like dark in color. Yes. Not dark in... Yes. Well, it didn't help that we're watching in 3D, which kind of deadens the light in anyway. Stop making 3D. I know. Stop making... Try oh, to make it happen. Oh, the mud's flying at me. Oh. The, I was scared at the gunshots, though. But yeah. That's what happened. I don't know if you saw, but I, like... I did. I was, like, super freaked out by I'm the I don't think there's anything else. Oh, one thing you did mention, and it definitely comes across in this version. Uh, what did, who built 
the Beast's castle, it is not safe for anybody. Right? I said that. He's like leaping from thing to thing. I don't like, think I mentioned it on podcast. I think that was an off podcast comment. I think so. Like, there's no walls, <laughs> which I guess is the way castles are built. But like, don't have a baby, okay? No, it felt like a wreck like of a castle. Well, it was falling apart and crumbling because of the spell and stuff. But like crazy. But I still feel like when she first is like... There's, like, ledges that, like, there's no walls, and then, yeah. like, he's just walking outside, and there's, like, it, there, it's not a safe castle. No. Like, don't drink. No. <laughs> like, don't, I don't know how Beast is still alive, because, like, someone casts a spell on you, you're real sad, you're probably going to get drunk, and, like, just wander around the castle. Yeah. I feel like you would have fallen. Shouldn't they run out of food? I guess he's the only one eating. They have a chef. Yeah, but like, wouldn't all the food be bad? What's he eating? He's the only one living in the castle. How much like what kind of stores do you think they have in that that era? There's no live there's no livestock nearby. There's no vegetation that we can see. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna stop doing a deep dive. Think on this. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a good point. Actually. Time to bring it home. Bring it home, Chapster. Okay. Bring it home. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Why don't you tell the fans? Listeners? Fans? Whatever. Yeah, I guess some people are just listeners. (laughs) Um, Why don't you tell them what some of your upcoming episodes are going to be? Ooh. There's a lot of those. Don't bore them. Just give them a teaser. Quick teaser. I will uh, give them a teaser. We should have an upcoming episode on the Power Rangers movie, yeah. which will be interesting. Uh, we have upcoming episodes with the godfather of uh, binding, uh, comic book binding, known as David Banks, doing an episode. Uh, we're going to have upcoming episodes with um, Alex Saviak, Doug Mensch, uh, Eric Larson, Adam Glass, and many others. Oh. <laughs> got a, and, uh, Are those like... In the like, you've recorded those, or those are I've recorded upcoming. one and a half of them. Um, so don't get attached to all those names. Oh, and two of them are recording tomorrow. And well, don't get attached. Okay. You never know. And then in June, we should be having a conversation with Chip Zdarsky, which I'm really excited about. Uh, who's going to be launching a new uh, spectacular Spider-Man book in June? <gasps> and then, Spoiler. yes, and then we're also going to be having uh, another conversation with Chuck Dixon, in probably coming out in May. Uh, he's going to be returning to the character of Bane for a 12 issue series. As well as he's the creator of Bane with Graham Nolan, who will also be doing an episode of Comic Shenanigans. So well, that a, sounds jam-packed. It's a jam-packed summer as we um, uh, get closer and closer to episode 500 and the fifth anniversary of the show. And yes, we're getting closer to Adam saying summer interview series. <laughs> yeah. Because what started as a summer interview series has spiraled into, oh my God, I do all these great interviews. For two years now. For two years now. It's crazy. But once it's summer again, I would like you to say summer interview series. Done. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this very special Comic Shenanigans episode as we talked about Beauty and the Beast. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.